Hello and welcome to The Grove. Today we'll be looking at the complete timeline of Ishtal. Around 6,000 years before Noxus, bringing all their ancient knowledge and wisdom with them, settlers from the forgotten lands of the distant east reached the shores of Valoran, including regions later known as Churuma, Targon, and Ishtal. In time, their descendants would come to rule some of the greatest civilizations Runeterra has ever known. At around 5,000 years before Noxus, after being granted knowledge by the Targonians, ancient Shudamans built a sun disk in Niramazit. The prototype failed for unknown reasons, but with the help of Ishtal mages, a new sun disk was built on what would turn into the capital of the Shudaman Empire. After its construction, Ishtal became one of the first independent nations to join the Shudaman Empire. At around 2,500 years before Noxus, Akathia, a place part of the Shudaman Empire at the time, organized a rebellion to move out from under Shudaman domination. To try and achieve victory, Akathia unleashed a weapon that they had found underground. The Void was summoned destroying the Shudaman and Akathian armies all the same. The Ishtalan people at the time, part of the Shudaman Empire, now faced an enemy that could lay their grand empire low. The corruption spread rapidly from Akathia's ruins before hideous tendrils reached the southernmost jungles of Ishtal. Nizuk of the Ascended Host was an Ishtal elemental mage of colossal power. He pledged to create a weapon powerful enough to take the fight to the void and eradicate it at the source of its original corruption. After months of inhuman labor, Nizuk revealed the monolith, a floating fortress of living stone maintained by the greatest elemental mages and its ramparts manned by his fellow Ishtali god warriors. The size of a city itself, the monolith glided towards Akathia to face the void and the hordes of Voidborn it had created. The battle dragged into weeks. It was violence of a scale and intensity never before witnessed in Runeterra. Sorcery enough to raise entire civilizations or render whole continents into naught but a memory was unleashed upon the void. The darkness retaliated in kind. The living stone of the monolith became pocked and seared with unnatural malphite from the Ishtali word for bad stone and leaving mineral-like scars. The fortress was pushed to the very limits of its design, struggling to self-repair and re-knit its weakened superstructure until it reached the breaking point. As Nizuk fought to rally his ascended brethren for one last desperate charge, the monolith crashed down to earth. Much of the fortress was lost within the gaping maw, vanishing into the nothingness beyond. The rest rained down as great ruins. Only Nizuk survived, fleeing for his life. However, a single shard remained, buried deep beneath the surface. Forgotten even by those that dwelt in the abyss, it slowly gathered in strength. It lived until at last it awakened after uncounted centuries and realized it was alone. In all the centuries since that dark day, the last shard of the monolith would become Malphite. Around 13 years before Noxus, we come to the Rune Wars, and deep in the jungles south of Kumungu, between the rivers that divide eastern Shurama, were the gardens of Zir. Elemental magics found in the soil allowed the growth of fierce carnivorous plants that preyed on all creatures within reach. In the midst of the Rune Wars, a small company of soldiers led by an ambitious sorceress entered these lands in search of a long-lost prize. A battle ensued between the vicious flora of the gardens and the soldiers, forcing the sorceress to gather her power and unleash a mighty runic spell, creating a blast of energy. In that instant, however, a rogue spark ignited the gases throughout the swamps and caused an explosion, destroying all living things for miles around, leaving no survivors to tell the fate of the gardens of Zir. But born in this ancient sorcerous catastrophe, Zira is the wrath of nature given form, an alluring hybrid of plant and human, kindling new life with every step. We are now close to present-day Ishtal, where we see stories like At the Edge of the World take place, and in this story we get a good description of the land of Ishtal. The story goes as follows. The jungles of Ishtal are a frontier that most ambitious generals would dearly love to claim for Noxus. 
Having petitioned Noxy in high command no fewer than seven times, Fleet Officer Tomari is finally summoned to the capital to receive a commission of her own. Tomari oversees her vessel's final preparations before learning that the expedition is to be joined by the renowned reckoning beast hunter, Neander Orgelin. After many days at sea, the Ardentius enters the Serpentine Delta. This is Tomari's first real glimpse of the wilderness that awaits her and her crew. The jungle does not treat foreign invaders kindly. Unable to find their bearings or any quarry for the beast hunters, the Noxian's morale and discipline begins to falter. Isart froze. She had seen Basilis before, as mounts for riders or beasts of burden. She had seen adults so large they could smash down the walls of besieged cities. This one was larger. The creature glared down at them and loosed a roar loud enough to throw them standing on their feet. Yes! The triumphant voice jarred Yassard from her shock. She turned to see the Beastmaster snapping together a harpoon and bola as he grinned up at the monster. Come on now, you beautiful thing! Orgelin bellowed, madness creeping into his voice as he brandished the tools of his trade. Let's see who's bigger, you or me! If you'd like to know how this story ends, I'll leave a link in the description. Very little is known of Ixtel's history by those outside its borders. Indeed, countless expeditions from Noxus, Bilgewater, and more recently the Piltover Explorers Guild have delved into the jungle in search of arcane treasures or new territorial claims, only to vanish without a trace. Now, secluded deep in the jungle for thousands of years, the sophisticated arcology city of Ixocon remains mostly free of outside influence. Having witnessed from afar the ruination of the Blessed Isles and the Rune Wars that followed, the Ashtali view all the other factions of Runeterra as upstarts and pretenders, and use their powerful magic to keep any intruders at bay.